guilty soul condemned by shame hear mercy calling out your name his blood can cleanse your every stain bring your failures to the cross hello and welcome to the community bible church podcast where we are doing a chapter-by-chapter weekly discussion of the book Gentle and Lowly, The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers by Dane Ortland. For those of you who don't know, my name is Matt Owen. I am the lead pastor at Community Bible Church of Orange Park. And today, as always, I am joined by Joseph Brader, who is the pastor of worship and discipleship here at CBC. Joseph, how are you, man? I'm great. How about you? I am doing well. Awesome. Uh... How are we trending on podcast charts? Have you done any looking into that? Uh, not much, but uh, I'm I'm confident that we are hitting very high. Yeah, I we, we probably don't need to look. Um, it's a right. Given. That's, I just assumed that yeah. you know we're we're right up there at the top. Yeah, yeah. I would say if we're not at the, t- it's not true crime what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we're, we we have to be doing well. Um, so that's something to be excited about. It, it really is. It really is. <laughs> that's something we can put in our bios. Yeah. Um, chart-topping podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, um, here we are. It is the fifth week uh, of our podcast, and we are on Chapter 5, which is called He Can Deal Gently. Uh, one of the one of the points that Ortland makes here in this chapter is that the Greek word for deal gently carries with it the idea of moderating one's passions. So, what is what does he mean when he says moderate one's passions? Because that could it could sound like moderate, right? <laughs> like yeah, exactly. Not very yeah. strong. Yeah. So, what does he mean? He means uh, that it's it's measured in his response. Okay. Is that yeah. fair? Yeah, yeah. And why does that matter? Why would it matter that Jesus moderates his responses? Because we are kind of bad at moderating <laughs> our responses. Uh, when we when we respond to someone who's wronged us or something like the the last word to probably describe how our our, at least our initial reaction, the last word we use is measured, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or moderate. Yeah. It's usually um, explosive. Whether that comes out externally or not, mm-hmm. um, we're certainly feeling that internally. We're not feeling measured about the way we're responding to wrongs. Yeah. 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 The, the thing that I, when, when I was reading that and thinking about moderating passions, I was thinking that we, or maybe I'll say, I'll say I. Uh, tend to be shoot first, ask questions later. Sure. Um, I think you can say we. <laughs> and when my kids were really small, if I was in another room and I'd hear like screaming uh, or I'd hear a thud and crying and I know there's multiple <laughs> people involved in this incident, yeah. um, what I would sometimes do is just storm into the room and and you know try to sort it out immediately without without trying to figure out what happened asking any questions it's just everyone in here is wrong what are yeah. you doing and boom we're we're off to the races <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh it's it's reacting without thinking about without without 
getting information without thinking what's the what's the best way I can respond to be helpful to them. Yeah, it's just yeah. bah. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and that's kind of how we might expect Jesus to deal with us, mm-hmm. especially if if he's perfect. Right. Because I I'll storm into the room as an imperfect person, right? Knowing that something bad has happened that shouldn't have happened, and I'm imperfect. So if Jesus, who is perfect, storms into the room and something bad has happened, he's going to be even levels beyond that, right? In his infinite justice, right? Like here it comes, exactly. Yep, exactly, definitely. And we would expect it. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Lay, we would. lay into us, mm-hmm. and we're we're probably more like that. The more just we feel in our uh, position or response, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the more I'm convinced or, or the more I know who's in the right and who's in the wrong, probably the less measured I am yeah. usually towards yeah. the person in the wrong. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. So this chapter is all about Hebrews 5.2 um, and the phrase, he can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward. Mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> Let's talk about those two words for a minute, ignorant and wayward. Yeah. Uh, and let's let's personalize it. Sure. When do you display being ignorant and wayward? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just totally throwing this at you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> curveball. Not like not like too specific. <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> but where does this show up in our lives, like in general terms, but in in your life? Yeah. Um. It's a hard question. Okay. I could go I, first. Sure, sure. Um, so ignorant uh, ignorant oftentimes it, it, ignorant doesn't necessarily mean stupid. Right. Uninformed uh, maybe. It's, it's uninformed, Just unaware. Lack of information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and ignorance shows up all the time in my own life where Maybe I'm I'm not I'm not acting in accord with I, what I ought to know by now. Yeah, sure. I I ought to grasp that that God is good, mm-hmm. that my Father loves me. Yeah, that Jesus cares for me and wants to move towards me in grace. Uh, and yet I don't. I'm I, I act like I'm ignorant of that. And okay, some, sometimes sure. we really are. Like yeah. sometimes our ignorance. It really stems from the fact that we've got this misconception. It's it's the Jesus who storms into the room, right? Yeah, maybe, and we think his whole persona all the time is table flipping in the temple. Yeah. Um. So, so it shows up, um, with me in those ways. I would say, in in the the waywardness, it's kind of like, um, the 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 one lost sheep analogy, mm-hmm. where. I start getting off course. Yeah. And I'm I'm wandering away. Uh and Jesus is coming after me. Sure, yeah. Um but not in but not in an angry coming after me. Right. Um I think that's how it I think that's how it shows up in my life. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to respond to that, but um that's what I think of when I think of ignorant and wayward. One's a, one's a lack of information and one sure. is either a deliberate moving off of the mm-hmm. path or not staying engaged. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, one of the things that he says on page 54 really struck me. 
Uh, he says on page 54, what elicits tenderness from Jesus is not the severity of the sin, but whether the sinner comes to him. Mm-hmm. Um, how would it change your life if you believed that? <laughs> Man. Uh, I think I live, and this is probably not unique to me, but I think I live in this constant state of trying to measure exactly how bad I am or I've been or whatever I've done, how mm-hmm. bad that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that determines um, in, at times even like whether I come to Jesus and certainly how quickly and in what sort with what sort of demeanor. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, uh, we kind of talked about this in the last chapter, I guess a little bit, but um but I, I think I have to show my contrition or I have to kind of make up for it or I have to clean up a little bit first mm-hmm. uh, and then I can then I can show up. But in some sense, uh, my sin makes me do the opposite of coming to Jesus. Mm-hmm. It makes me run away mm-hmm. from Jesus. Um, uh, but the like the really beautiful, incredible truth that the book is describing this way is that uh, the the category of sin, the t- whatever the, he's, he says, the severity of the sin has nothing to do with it. Like mm-hmm. Jesus just says, "Come," mm-hmm. and He'll clean us up. Mm-hmm. Um, we're always welcome to come. Yeah. Um, so I think it would change. It would drastically change uh, the way I approach my own sin, and then the way I approach Jesus in mm-hmm. my sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the key word there is what elicits tenderness mm-hmm. because I think I can it's easier for me to buy it's easier to buy a different word in that sentence what elicits grace or sure, forgiveness okay. uh-huh. because we're talking about we're talking about demeanor here mm-hmm. we're not talking about we're not talking about the actual function of Christ of of how the atonement works and we know you know if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us right. our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness and i think most of the time we believe that but we believe it in a i don't know the word i'm looking for uh a, a mechanical way yeah like okay i'll forgive you again right sure but that's that's not what the the verse is saying Mm-hmm. It's not just saying, okay, you come to me, I will once again forgive you. Right, because this is, this is how it works. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, he is able to deal gently mm-hmm. with the ignorant and wayward. Um, it's, the, it's the tenderness. Mm-hmm. And the tenderness isn't related to the degree of the sin. Right, Yeah. So I think we're, even in our human relationships, we're trying to figure out when we're trying to patch things up with somebody, like, how bad did I screw For sure. All the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, if you're married, which we are, uh-huh. uh, the question you're sometimes asking yourself is, how bad was that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And what's it going to take to fix this? Right. How much time needs to pass? or what yeah. I, Yep, for sure. So that really is that really is the thing. It's it's not just that that Jesus forgives us because he's contractually obligated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that he is able to deal gently, and the fact that he has to deal gently with the ignorant and wayward, I think, presupposes the fact that 
it's not like the first offense. Right, sure. Or the second. Yeah. Or the third. It's it's a constant, you know, uh, the uh, prone to wander. Yeah. Lord, I feel it. It's that constant bending away from him Mm -hmm. and him gently bringing us back. Yeah. Trying to make us wise again. Yeah. Um, the last thing I, I wanted to ask is he brings up the fact that, okay, he's able to deal gently with us, like Hebrews 5 2 says, because he's able to sympathize with our weaknesses, which we've seen back in the previous chapter and mm-hmm. in the previous chapter of Hebrews, chapter 4 and verse 15. So he, he deals gently because he's able to, to sympathize with our weaknesses. The question I think we might be asking is how can Jesus sympathize with those who are ignorant and wayward if he himself never sinned? Like, how are we supposed to think about that? Sure, yeah. I mean, he, he had like the full experience of humanity. So he experienced all of the weaknesses that we experience. Like he, mm-hmm. he, he knows... Um, what it is in us that uh, leads us toward ignorance and waywardness, mm-hmm. if we could maybe put it that way. So even though he never went there, <laughs> um, uh, he knows uh, what it is kind of inside of us and in our experience that um, that maybe is the reason that we end up there, mm-hmm. if we could put it that way. And he experienced the same temptations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he, uh, he actually understands the things that we are going through. Mm-hmm. Um, he understands... Like our our propensity to run to uh, those kind of things for um, for whatever for comfort and for pleasure and for whatever it is that we're chasing in our sin, right? For some sort of validation or whatever. Um, uh, so even though he never actually experienced sin itself, uh, he experienced all of the things that surround it for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. He doesn't have. He doesn't have the an, an internal bent towards sin mm-hmm. um, that all of us who, who have a sin nature possess. Um, so he, he doesn't possess that, but he possesses all of the weaknesses mm-hmm. that accompany human nature. And just basic things like being tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when you're tired you can be irritable. Yeah. Um, he he knows what it's like to be hungry. He knows what it's like to, to feel threatened. Uh, and all of the all of the things that accompany all of the temptations that accompany just the natural weaknesses that we have. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know if this is helpful or not, but the the way I think of it maybe is if I've got a, a small child with me and uh, uh, and we're walking a long distance and they just can't walk anymore and they need to be carried. I can keep going mm-hmm. uh, because I'm stronger than them and older than them, theoretically. Uh, I can keep going. <laughs> uh, but I can understand why they can't. Yeah. I can understand, even though I am, I am not succumbing to that weakness right now, uh, I can understand what their weakness is, mm-hmm. and I will gladly carry them. Yeah, and I know that any analogy breaks down. No, I think that's a really helpful analogy. I think but, it's a fantastic analogy. But it does at least help help me put like a a, a practical analogy to it to help me understand because we're 
we're in the weeds a little bit with sure <laughs> he has no internal sin nature right but he's got weaknesses and he's able to sympathize to our temptations and yeah. be truly tempted i mean obviously he was obviously truly tempted right yeah in mm-hmm. the wilderness and not just the wilderness um and yet he never never succumbs he does all this without sin and that's why that's why he's able to to deal gently with us yeah anything else that stuck out about that chapter that you wanted to bring up before we shut this one down um i can i just read one sentence yeah i thought was just beautiful it comes uh really close to the end uh, he says, Our sinfulness runs so deep that a tepid measure of gentleness from Jesus would not be enough. But as deep as our sinfulness runs, ever deeper runs his gentleness. Mm-hmm. So we sing, you know, our sins they are many, his mercy is more. Mm-hmm. And that's great. That's in this idea. But mm-hmm. this is even like deeper. And I find this to be like a more comforting yeah. reality. Because again, it's not just this mechanical, there's mercy here. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something in him that runs so deep that like I cannot plumb the depths of it. Mm-hmm. Um and there's yeah. nothing moderate about that. Nothing moderate. <laughs> yeah. He moderates his responses or reactions or what have mm-hmm. you, or whatever word you want to use to us. But, yeah, nothing moderate about his his gentleness. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And that's a good place to uh, to stop for, for this week. Well, uh, please keep talking about the book. Let me encourage you maybe to uh, get together with another family, um, whether it be after after church on Sunday or sometime throughout the week. And it doesn't have to be a, a formally structured conversation, uh, but just talk about the book. We've put conversation starters out on the app uh, that you can look at if you're, try, if, you, if you're trying to figure out how you're gonna get the conversation started. But I, I hope you do uh, discuss this with each other and that we grow in the gospel. I'll finish with Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30. Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Find your home, there is grace.